Welcome to the last episode of the first act of The Baby Monitor, a podcast of family horrors. The joy of being awesome is that Lissa can ruin everything, absolutely everything, and people simply assume she's onto some trend they are not. She attempted to braid her hair in the dark, and it was too short, and now wisps of dead grass fall behind her ears and down the nape of her neck. She attempted to steal a cardigan from her husband to wear over black leggings, and only after she'd left the bedroom and tried to feed Asher and bundle him into the Camry and leave him at daycare, assuring Miss Christina, this time, that Asher had enjoyed a sweet and quiet sleep. Only then did she look into the mirror and realize this specific cardigan has a hole in the armpit and is made of wool that has inexplicably been washed and ruined. When she walks in the salon, people eye her and think, hobo chic. But Lissa walks into the ladies' room and starts to cry. She cries because she misses Richard and does not understand why she rejects him. She cries because she loves Asher and cannot crawl into his dreams to protect him. She cries because she has not slept through the night in months, and spilling a glass of water is enough to make her cry. And she looks at herself in the mirror and realizes she's cried through the eyeshadow she tried to apply in her rearview mirror, and she reaches into her purse and then cries again because she left the eyeshadow on the dash. She walks from the restroom. People look at her and wonder if the no-makeup look is the next big thing. Lissa does not understand why she even has to be here. The stylists are all working, talking, their shears snipping. The air is thick with hair coloring and chemicals. Lissa walks to the front, turns all the shampoo labels on all the sales racks to forward-facing. She heads into the back office with the safe and the desk and the torn leather chair and sits down and stares at the wall for almost 20 minutes. There is a knock at the door, a nervous tapping. In a word, Lissa? The door cracks open, and a girl again says, Lissa. Lissa feels like a rat, living along the edges of a well, long sucked dry. Cornered, her voice is tight and squeaky. What? It's Josie. The girl who works the front desk brings the clients water or even wine. She is 18 and fabulous. She's dyed her hair purple and her lipstick matches it and all those dark shades turn to black as she pushes her face, just her face, into the office. There's a man here and he says he was hoping to get an appointment with you. It's been almost a year since Lissa picked up shears. She blinks. Are you sure? He said. It's a guy? The girl bobs her head up and down. Lissa stands up, walks out past 12 stations. 10 are filled today, and all 10 stylists have clients with them, heads in shampoo bowls, shears, and straight razors flashing. Past that, the colorist is working with tinfoil and blonde dye. The smell is overwhelming. Lissa's eyes begin to water again. The man standing at the front looks at her like he knows her. He says hi like he knows her, and she nods uncertainly back. I'm sure you don't remember me, he says. My name's Eric. You're Lissa, right? You cut my hair last time I was in town, and you did such a good job. I know you guys don't take walk-ins, your receptionist said, but if you're not busy... The man is wearing black, mostly. The fashion of a punk-turned-record producer, 
of an artist who unexpectedly hit the jackpot, and his hair is chocolate, and so are his eyes. Lissa says, I don't really cut hair anymore. I'm the manager now. But inside, she is thinking she has nothing else to do. And also, female things. Oh, well, congratulations, Eric says. But, you know, shoot. If you want to wait... Lissa looks at Josie, and Josie shakes her head no and holds up six fingers. Oh, ouch. We're booked for the next 60 minutes. I could get you one of the girls. Uh, get one of the girls with you then? The man shakes his head, and when he does, his hair falls into his eyes. It is almost impossibly thick, a canvas waiting for an artist. I was hoping, I guess, I, I just like the way you cut it. I, I can go somewhere else. I can get a cut when I go back east. I just thought, you know, since I had the day free. Lissa says, come on. And when she does, even with the sleep deprivation and her not-hobo chic and last night's abortion, even with all that, she feels her blood rush to the surface, the vines reaching from the raven's claws to stiffen her skin.